0: Good evening, church. Uh, Thank you, pastor, for allowing me to stand before the congregation. I'm not worthy, but he is worthy. If you have your Bible, in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, Verse 18. Start reading there. And Jesus came and he spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, I come before you O oh Lord I'm not worthy as I have said please help me Lord to share to your people what you want me to say thank you father for this opportunity to stand before your people to share what the Bible has to say to us, I pray that it will be a blessing and encouragement and to all your people, to all our brethren. Thank you, Father, for those people, for those pastors that invest in our lives, that we could uh, stand before this congregation, O Lord. Thank you, Father, for all these things. We praise you, we love you, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. We see the reason why Jesus came into the world for one reason. He came to seek and to save, the seed was lost. It's very simple like that. I believe that's been popular. To all of us, the reason why Jesus came, to seek and to save, that Jesus was lost. The Lord does not want any of us to perish. In second, in second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, it's very clear here in his word, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Our Lord Jesus Christ is not willing that any should perish, that's what it says. But the question is, all of us right now who know the Lord Jesus Christ, are we doing his will in our life? In Matthew chapter 4, verse 19, Jesus approached Simon and his brother Andrew and he said unto them, Follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. we see this uh, in this verse that a soul winner is made, not born. Pastors, as I could see here right now, invest their lives, teaching us about personal evangelism. They invest their time Encouraging us to study. Because that's the will of God for us to be a fisher of men. We did not die born on that. But we are made. The same like Jesus, when he called Simon and his brother Andrew, and said unto them, follow me and I will make you a fisher of men. I believe that Jesus Christ teaches them how to be a great soul winner. I believe that. He invests his time in three years for them to be trained to be a soul winner. We see in this verse that when we accept Jesus as our Savior, we we become a follower. As a follower of Christ, we are made fisher of men. To be a fisher of men is to seek the laws with the gospel. We follow his example. Souls will not uh, be brought to Christ by lifestyle evangelism. Even though it's good, but we cannot brought them to Christ. Nor by good works, nor by confessing to a priest when we find reference in the Bible to seek the lost it is telling us to go brother what do you mean to go don't be naive to just go because sometimes before we are going out there we tell nothing at all we go there to tell them how they could be saved you tell them about the plan of salvation and bring them through to our Lord Jesus Christ. It's as simple as that. I know that it's been, we are doing this for years and years. We are trained already to explain how they could be saved. And I believe that all of us is doing that. You get them, you confront them with their sin, and then sometimes they are got mad at us. I don't know how how many of us are doing door knocking, and we experience, you experience how people really got mad at us sometimes. They are upset, but it's not that way. We don't look on that. We look unto Jesus, what he did on the cross, because to be a Christian, they need to realize that they need the Savior. They need to understand that the death, burial, and resurrection of our Jesus Christ is only the way for them to be saved. Sometimes people they want to offer the righteousness to God instead of the righteousness of our Lord Jesus Christ. People sometimes they want to appease God but our righteousness we know that is only filthy drugs Soul will not be brought to Christ as as I have said a while ago, by works. When we explain to them about that, that's it. And the Holy Spirit is the one to convict, not us. We just go there to tell about the Lord, and the Holy Spirit is the one to convict. We are not the one to save these people. It is the Holy Spirit that touches the heart of the man. We are only a vessel to carry this great commission that they said. The Holy Spirit passes to convict this that this does not mean that you take charge of the situation. It means that if your relationship with the Lord is right, the Holy Spirit will lead you and He is the one, as I have said, to convict the heart of people. Of course, the sinner or lost person part is to receive. Receive the greatest gift ever offered to everyone. The gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. I would like to share some reason why we should endeavor to tell others of Christ and seek to win them for him. Because it is a command. In Acts 1 8, it's a popular verse. If you have your Bible, I would like to read. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. On the day of Pentecost, the 120 believers, failed believers, when they come down and preach to the people, how many people got saved? Praise the Lord, brother. 3,000 souls. That's how the spirit-filled believers. And of course, now we have that power. Because our body is the temple of God. I believe that uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, our body is the temple of God. The Holy Spirit is in us. Do you want to grieve the Holy Spirit? It is void into that power, my brethren, if we will not use it. Yes, we got our will, we are not a robot, but if we will not yield to his calling unto us, I want this man, I want these neighbors to know that Jesus who died for them is only the way and the truth. So many people, they worship God in many ways. Sometimes if you heard about the the Pharisee and the publican, you always heard about that. They went to worship God, but this Pharisee worshiped in his religious pride. And the publican worshiped, he could not even lift up, he said, smooth his breast. And the publican went home justified. But the Pharisee went home, rejected. Brother and sister, many people are not saved around us, in our community. So what will we do? It is a responsibility because in Ezekiel 3, 17, chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, he says in the Bible, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the words of my mouth and give them warning from me. When I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and thou givest him not warning, nor speakest to warn not the wicked from his wicked way, to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in in his iniquity. But his blood will I require in thy hand. I wonder, being a watchman, we have that responsibility. And God uh, actually has made us a watchman. The duty of a watchman is to warn those that are in danger. As a watchman, we have the responsibility of telling others about the Savior. Number three reason why we should endeavor to tell others of Christ. Because we are to be a fruit bearer. John 15, verse 16 says, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit shall remain. I believe that the fruit of a Christian in this passage is another Christian. It's not the fruit of the Spirit. Because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, long-suffering, meekness, and support. In Proverbs 11, verse 30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth soul is wise. We should be a fruit bearer. Our fruit is another Christian. Pray to the Lord that he gave us at least, it's one of us win souls every year. Try to pray and ask God for us to find that soul around this community. Not only that, because of the prospect of hell. Jesus remind us in John three eighteen, He that believe. In John three eighteen, He that believe on Him is not condemned, but He that believe not is condemned already, because He had not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. could see the story of the rich man and Lazarus and the poor man in hell in Luke chapter 16 we always hear about this story hell is a literal and physical it is a place of bodily suffering in verse 13 23, in Luke 16, verse 23, in hell, the rich man lift up his eyes, being in torment. To refute, sometimes uh, as uh, my Catholic uh, background before, when I am not yet saved, we heard about too much about purgatory. And then the soul will go there, they pay, and then pray for the for my soul, for the soul that's already gone. And then just like a popcorn that come up there. And the next year you ask to the priest, it's already in heaven. Oh you pay much this one. And I pray. That's our but in here no more purgatory. When he opened his eyes, he is already in torment. That's to refute about purgatory. Anyway, it's not there in the Bible. A place of bodily suffering. Hell is a place of tears. There is man sought a mere drop of water to call his tongue. Could not even have even a small drop of water. What I'm trying to make is what will we do in that situation? it encouraged us to end the poor, poor, to go out and tell people about what they might come if they will not come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. Hell is a place where those there do not want, already there, do not want their loved ones to come. In verse 28, people in his... People in hell will remember the many opportunities they They had to accept Christ, but instead reject him. Hell is a place of no rest. This natural desire will be denied in Revelation 14, verse 11. says, And the smoke of their torment ascended up forever and ever. They have no rest day and night. Really in my heart, when I read all this passage, it gripped my heart. It burned my heart if I could not have that opportunity to tell about the Lord. I hope that all of us We'll have that desire to spread the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Number five that I want to make is because of His great love for us. God loved us so much. That's the first verse that I memorized when I got saved. John 3:16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We all know that. That's the reason why. Notice this everlasting life. How long is everlasting? This is a love that no one else can offer. In John 15 verse, Twelve to fourteen. Let's read. John 15, verse 12, 14. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse 13, in John chapter 15. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friend. Ye are my friend. If you do whatsoever, I have commanded you. We could read here. This is my commandment. That you love one another. Ye are my friend. If you do whatsoever I have commanded you. Perhaps the question here is one of how much we really care about the loss. If we truly love the Lord and what He did for us, we will love others also. Because of the payment Jesus made for Saul. In John 3:36 says, "He that believed on the Son had everlasting life, and he that believed not the son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abided on him. The person in hell will never get his debt paid because of the wrath of God, abiding upon him." That wrath will be forever. When Jesus died upon the cross, our sin debt was paid. No purchase in the world was ever so expensive as our redemption. Jesus was the only one who could make such payment. I hope that you believe in that, brothers and sisters. It's only through Jesus Christ that we are saved. Because of the power of, our, of the Savior, Christ is our highest authority. The authority above all authorities in Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 and 11. Wherefore God also exalted him and gave him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I wonder, I remember when I received a, a letter from the local court, requesting that uh, i have to appear to the jury duty you would do as uh, the letter requested why because you are you or me are legally obliged to respond and do as they request to not do so is breaking the law what i want to Make it clear on this. Why don't we view Jesus' authority the same way? After all, Jesus is the highest authority. There is no higher authority in earth or in heaven, says here. To follow Jesus' example is to do as he did. This is to care for the laws of this world. Dear brothers and sisters in the Lord, do you have unsaved family members, family members, or friends? Do you know other unsaved people who perhaps have never been confronted with the truth of the gospel? I wonder if you Know somebody in your area, your nearest friend. God desires that we be faithful in our witness. No matter what our situation in life, how how guilty are we of failing to obey God's command to witness? How often has God brought someone across our path who needed to be saved, but we failed to tell that person of him? I'm afraid we are all guilty of missing key witnessing opportunities because we are not yielded to the Holy Spirit. We must be sensitive when the Holy Spirit directs us to do something that we may not understand. God has a plan for for our lives, and that plan may sometimes include following His will following him without knowing all the details. But as we are sensitive to his leading and are yielded to his command, we will see his blessing in our lives. Are you remaining sensitive to the Holy Spirit leading and prompting? We must daily yield to the Holy Spirit' will for our lives. Take time now to meet with God. Yield your will to him and ask him to guide you as you seek to live for him today. Especially ask him to give you opportunities to witness for Christ and be sure to follow his prompting when he tells you to witness to someone. For the cost of time. Lastly, in Matthew 9, 37 and 38, chapter 9, 37 and 38. Chapter 9, uh, verse 37 at Matthew. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. We learn from this passage, brethren, that there are lots of people in this world dying and are destined to hell. There are few of us, though, who are willing to go out and warn the loss of their destiny if they do not accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. Jesus challenges each of us to pray for more laborers. Are you doing your part in praying for more laborers? Are you volunteering to go yourself? And most of all, will you go? I pray that the Lord will give you a burden for the lost souls and the importance of winning them to Christ. Thank you, Pastor.